welcome back to Sunday Scripture for the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, today we're talking about our readings for this Sunday, which come from Numbers chapter 11, uh, the letter from St. James chapter 5, and then the Gospel of Mark chapter 9. Uh, so we start out with the uh, book of Numbers, which is way back towards the beginning of the Bible. Uh, and Moses is overwhelmed. He's trying to figure out how to actually run this nation that he's been put in charge of as the Israelites are in the desert. And um, he, he approaches actually his father-in-law and he says, why don't you let some other people help you? Why don't you, um, you know, allow some other people to kind of take on some of the, the things you're doing? And so you know, he goes and he talks with God as he does. And, um, and so he has these 70 elders that he, uh, he and God have chosen to receive God's spirit in order to be the judges for the people. And so they are called into this meeting and only there's two of them that aren't there for whatever reason. Um, and God's Spirit comes down upon those on the meeting and they begin prophesying. But then there's also the two that weren't there and they begin prophesying in the camp. And so uh, Joshua and some others tell Moses, like, hey, these guys weren't, weren't at the thing, but they're still prophesying. Like, what, how do we want to stop them? And he's like, stop them. Like, this is, this is awesome. What if it'd be great if, if every Israelite was a prophet? What if we all had God's Spirit? That'd be awesome. Um, and so Moses just totally turns the tables on them. Uh, and we can see that coming back around in the gospel. But first, I want to look at the second reading, which is from the letter of St. James. And he's talking about how the wicked and the greedy will sort of receive uh, their reward, or their punishment, based on how they have lived. He's saying uh, that, you know, the, he's uh, speaking against those who have been greedy in their lives, especially those who not only have not been kind, it's not that they haven't given money to the poor. This is just basic decency and justice. This is people who have not given the people that worked for them their fair wages. These are people who have stolen from others. Um, those who have tried to build up their treasure on earth, enjoy that while you can, but at the end of the day, if you're not storing up treasure in heaven, you're really missing out and you're only gonna have what you have in heaven and the, you know, the eternal punishment is what awaits you. Um, and it's a pretty, pretty scathing uh, critique of, of people uh, and I think that Obviously, he's speaking to some specific people, but he's, this is something that all of us can take into consideration. I mean, all of us have at some point or other put something else before God. We've chosen some other idol rather than our devotion to God and placed that at the, uh, the driver's seat in our life. So whether it's something big or small, all of us can learn from this reading and be reminded that whatever the idols are in our life, we have to, we have to get rid of them. Uh, if we're putting anything before our love for God and our love for others, then we're missing out, and we're going to miss out long term as well. We also have in the gospel, uh, it's very, very similar to what we had in the first reading, which is intentional, but it's, it's extra cool this week. Um, so Jesus is with the disciples, and they see some other not people who are not disciples that they don't know, but they see them driving out demons from other people in Jesus' name. And so they go to Jesus and they say, hey, this guy over there is driving out demon, demons in your name. You know, should we stop him? He's like, and very similarly to Moses, he says, no, they're casting out demons in my name. They're, they're doing the right thing. He tells them that uh, no one who speaks well of me or who can drive out demons in my name, there's no way that they can also speak ill of me. Um, and he reminds them, while they may be asking about a question of authority, what they're really getting at is a question of jealousy. Um, Jesus has given them the ability to cast out demons at least some of the time at this point in the gospel. But what and so at this point, there's not just the question of whether you know, they are allowed to, it's whether they can do something cool now that I can do something cool. They haven't been with you this whole time. They haven't you know, put in the work that I've put in, or they haven't been with you 
uh, for all the same ways that I have Jesus. Like, how do you, you know, we can't let them do all the cool stuff that I'm now able to do. Jesus says, no, actually, it'd be great if we could all do these things. Uh, if you're, if you believe in me and you're, you're acting in my name and you're healing people in my name, like that's, that's great. Don't stop them. They're doing the right thing. And so Jesus then dives into a really cool point that he stays with for a lot of the rest of this reading, and that is that uh, people are always at different places in their faith. Uh, obviously, the disciples, these apostles who have been with Jesus for all this time, you know, they've been with him day and night. They've given up everything to follow him. They feel like they've they've earned something, and they've they've grown a lot in their faith. They really have. So these other people who are driving out demons in Jesus's name while not being disciples, um, what's really happening there is that they're they're doing the works of faith. They're doing what a faithful person and what a disciple would do, but they're not yet really disciples of Jesus. They're sort of incompletely uh, traveled along their, their faith journey. And the apostles who are trying to, you know, cover all of their bases and make sure that everything in their life, uh, you know, they've, they've gone much further in their faith journey. They're concerned. They say, well, these guys aren't doing everything, you know, the way that I would do it, or they're not doing it the way that, you know, I, I think you would want them to do it. Um, but Jesus is saying, no, they're, they're doing they're doing what I want them to be doing. They don't, they're not yet disciples, but they're, they're living in my name. They're acting in my name, and that is a good thing. And then he elaborates on the way that we shouldn't discourage those who are further behind us in their faith. Um, he says, you know, if anyone even gives you a cup of water because of me, like that's, you know, blessed are they. That's, that's a big deal. Uh, if someone is only at that point in their faith, but they do it, then that's, that's amazing. Even something as simple as that can be a huge act of faith for someone who has very little faith. And this really goes back to our first reading where Moses is talking about, you know, wouldn't it be great if everybody was a prophet? I would love that. Um, what if everybody had the Spirit of God and was prof prophesying uh, in, in, the, in the streets? Um, and I think that there's something interesting there in these conversations uh, where we think, uh, some people can take these to mean that, uh, you know, certain jobs in the church are for certain people, or, you know, we, we shouldn't be holding things back from different people, but uh, actually, what they're both saying, the, the the authority that they're both talking about is something that we all receive as Catholics in baptism and confirmation. Um, the ability to prophesy and to speak in his name uh, and to live a holy life and to be a sort of prophet, that's all something that we receive in the Holy Spirit through baptism and confirmation. We already have all those things. We are so much closer to that reality that Moses was talking about. Wouldn't it be great if everybody had the Spirit of God? And then at the end of the Gospel, Jesus do goes into another section which is related but a little bit different. He starts talking about, you know, what is it that is holding you back in your faith? What is it that is keeping you from God? What is it that's separating you from the life of holiness that you could be leading? Whereas looking at those who have less faith, you know, encourage them. Don't discourage them from doing the right things even if they're not doing all the right things. But for those of you who are trying to be perfect in your faith, when you're at that point, find whatever it is in your life that is keeping you from that holiness and get rid of it. He says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Uh, it's some pretty gruesome imagery, but he's giving this analogy of whatever in your life is holding you back from having the relationship with God that God wants to have, get rid of it. Nothing else is worth that. Like James said in the second reading, no matter how much money uh, and power you can store up here on earth, none of it is worth anything compared to, uh, you know, the, the glory that God has for us in heaven. And so, no matter what it is in your life, just get rid of those things that are keeping you from God. It's not that you should hate everything around you, not you should hate the world, but you should love God more than those things. And if they are keeping you from, you know, living a holy life, if there are things that lead you into sin over and over, you know, get rid of those things. They're not nearly as important as the life that God wants to give you. So I encourage you this week to, to really think about what are those things in my life? What is it in my life that I'm holding on to 
I'm just not quite ready to let go of that is holding me back from my faith? What is it that I'm really worshiping as an idol in this place of God in this case? What is it that's keeping my life from being the life that God wants it to be, from being the amazing, glorious, holy life that God wants me to have? Um, And how can we start to get rid of those things? How can we start to allow God to be in control of our lives uh, and to guide us toward the grace and the redemption that he has for us? Thank you so much for joining us this week. Be sure to come back next time. We're going to talk about the readings for the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time next week. Uh, Until then, please pray for us and know that we are praying for you. God bless.